together. I praise your great and mighty and holy name. I look to you, O Lord, for your goodness and your glory and your grace. Oh, Jesus, let your beautiful hand be upon us. And everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have a Bible tonight. We want to look at God's Word. I'm very glad to be in the house of the Lord. And this weekend, it's been beautiful spirit, beautiful services, and a good move of God. Everybody said hallelujah. I'm going to give you an example in the scripture comes from the book of Acts, and uh, I hope that it will give you in help and encouragement and direction, and everybody said amen, everybody said praise the Lord, all right, <clears throat> let me tell you first and foremost that that which the, the scripture brings to us is always instructive. It will show us, it will teach us, just as you would teach anybody to do anything, whether it's how to properly dig a ditch or hammer a nail or, or uh, conjugate a verb or do a math problem, whatever it might be. Uh, when it comes to the Scripture, don't let our attitude change about that. Allow us to Remember that God wants to instruct us and that all Scripture is given for an instruction, an instruction. And there's nobody that is above the instructions of the Scripture. Everybody needs that. Everybody is in need of God's Spirit through His Word ministering to us and helping us with things that to us are complex, mountains that are too high and valleys that are too low places that are too crooked and too uh, rough for us, and how, how greatly that we find ourselves in need of His help. How do I navigate through this problem? How do I, uh, you know, I think I better just close all this up or I'm going to make a mistake. I have to follow the teachings that I give to all my young men, right? And uh, we find ourselves where we're not sure what direction to go. We're not sure what way to get through what we're experiencing. Whatever type of storm or challenge or obstacle or difficulty, just like a child sitting there and, and having difficulty in a particular math problem. And then the teacher steps up and just shows them how to do it. And it, at that time, it then becomes so simple. I told somebody the other day we were trying to find a place uh, I didn't didn't have that GPS stuff going on, and I guess it was trying to make a believer out of me about that. And I was driving around in circles a little bit, and um, truth of the matter was I was going the right way the first time, and it just didn't appear right to me. And because it didn't hit my mind correctly, uh, I turned around, and I started going another direction, and I really got lost. I got very mixed up and going in circles and going over bridges I didn't need to go over and directions I didn't need to go and wasting time, wasting gas, wasting everything. And uh, so what I am saying is though I finally made a phone call and got somebody that could give me directions. And consequently, I got to the place easily. 
and I made the statement. I said, well, when you know, you know. You know, then it's easy. Then it's simple. Oh, that all there is to it, you know. But when you're in the midst of that confusion, and when you're in the midst of that uh, complexity of the situation, and your gyroscope is spinning, and your senses are are not properly operating, and you're you're just kind of in this little bit of a mess here. Uh, I'm so glad that the Bible said that the Holy Ghost would lead and guide us into all truth, that, the, that he is the teacher, and that uh, we, God has a system, and he has set it up in the body of Christ. And just as your physical body, from your top of your head to the bottom of your feet, there is nothing there that what God put there, but what it's, it's good, and it operates and it functions properly, and everything has its function. Man has learned over many hundreds of years about the different parts of the body and how they function and things that they thought at some times that what's that for that doesn't mean anything that's that's not of any value that's just some little extra thing that got got there and it's not really necessary but the more that the teaching came and the instruction came and the knowledge increased then the more that the ignorance went away and they begin to realize that is important, and that was put there for a reason, and now we know the reason. But man has a tendency to get very puffed up. Man has a tendency to uh, feel that because they've done research and they've learned some things, that then they begin to question other things that they don't yet understand. Remember, the Scripture said in Deuteronomy 29 and 29, and you can be seated, in Deuteronomy 29 and 29, it did say that the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which he has revealed, the things that man has discovered about the world and space around us, uh, this is a wonderful thing, except when it goes to their head and to where they begin to feel that they, they know so much and they're so puffed up that now we don't need God. We don't need God. And after that, then the, the evil spirit leads them to, uh, well, there is no God, you know. And it just keeps on going further out. And that's what a spirit comes to do. It comes to push you further away from God, further out and away from His influence and from His teaching and from His good spirit that the Bible said He instructed them by His good spirit and we want to value what we have here and I tell you um, recently there was a little something that was challenging and um, the Lord just sent his grace you know he can send his grace your way and then all of a sudden that which was such a, a big complexity or a big challenge uh, and an obstacle for you and was coming up in your face, all of a sudden it's not having any negative effect on you anymore because God's grace appeared. Remember, the Apostle Paul said that there was uh, a messenger of Satan that had come to buffet him and that he besought the Lord three times. And in his praying to God and beseeching him three times, the Lord answered him and told him that my grace is sufficient for the, you can handle this. 
with the grace that I've already given you. That which I've put in your life it's everything's going to be fine if you'll just believe in what I've given you and trust in what I've given you and have faith in what I've given you. And we're going to move on here through this situation. I will help you to navigate your way through this. We'll, we'll miss the rocks and the shoals and you'll miss all the things that are there to try to destroy. I will bring you through. Just trust in me. Just let me have your hand. Hold on on to me. Stay with my word. As one writer said in the book of Acts, in other words, stay with the ship. Except you stay with the ship, then you're going to be lost. But if you stay with the ship, God has promised me that you'll be saved. God has given you to me. If you will stay with the church, stay with the work, stay with his power, stay with his teaching, stay with his instruction, humble yourself, submit yourself to it even though you might not understand right now. The uh, Apostle Paul further went on to state later on that uh, he said, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. In other words, against the teaching of God, the instruction of God, the Word of God. This was Satan's uh, downfall, wasn't it? because he exalted himself, at least he attempted to exalt himself above the Lord. And I have no idea what his spiel or his line was to get angels which are greater in power and might to convince them, a third of them, to leave God's heaven and God's presence and that he was going to give them something better than what had been given to them. And you and I, I'm sure we scratch our heads and we say, mighty dumb angels, you know. But you have to understand that a spirit comes to dumb us down. A spirit comes to just erase all of the goodness of God and all of the power of God, the memory of it, the experience of it, and the things that you've seen and been a part of. He comes to erase that. He comes to make all kinds of confusion over that. He comes to help us to, uh, uh, help us, yeah, to uh, think selectively to where we're not remembering things that God has done. Suddenly and conveniently, those things are forgotten and they are set aside and these imaginations begin to take their place and we start to imagine horrible things, ugly things nasty things and the Bible said for you as a Holy Ghost filled child of God to cast down imaginations. It tells you that your weaponry is mighty and powerful through God. It tells you to you to tell yourself I will not submit to the enemy's lies. I will cast that down and I will cast down every imagination and every high thing. We do wrestle against spirits and wickedness in high places, the Scripture said. But it tells you to cast that down. You've got to get involved. And you've got to, example from the book of Acts, the church in action. And uh, here we have the Apostle Paul again and another brother, and they are doing the business of the Lord. They're witnessing. They're out there doing the job. And I tell you, I have to wonder uh, 
there are people I don't know where they get the time from to begin with and having that precious time why they would waste it sitting at a computer all day long and getting on websites and I'm thinking the world is out here and Jesus said what are you doing uh, here in the marketplace idle what are you doing if you please sitting at a computer tapping keys and don't don't tell me it's it's EA I'm going to tell you it's EG everyone's a gossip <laughs> and just absolutely on there talking and talking and talking to one another and I'm telling you there's a lost and a dying world out there and there is a harvest that's out there and Jesus Christ said get out of my harvest get out there and talk to those people get out there and give what you've got and cast down the imaginations of this world the devil that tells you it's too difficult it's too dark it's too hard oh, you don't need to do anything you cast that down the idleness of the marketplace is that they weren't involved in the work of God. Those, that was the, the foolishness of it. That was the, uh, the accounting of every word because the, the words need to be going to people that are lost. Cards need to be given out. Tracts need to be given out. Invitations need to be given. Witnessing needs to be done in the form of telling how God did for you and inspiring people and motivating people. And, uh, you know, Ezra, ninth chapter, he, uh, he had to deal with people that were coming, had come out of uh, the ghetto. They had come out of that place where they had uh, messed up and they, they'd been taken away captive and they'd vexed God so many times. And people get irritated and they get vexed. But let me tell you, you better, you better handle your vexation because you don't want your God to get vexed. And when, and when God got irritated enough about it, he said, fine, you're out of here. And down the road they were sent captive. And they wound up in a, a little ghetto in Babylon. And, but there came a time when God's grace appeared. And God opened a door and gave them favor. And they began, those that would, those that somewhere in them there was a spark. And they, they had held on to the teaching to the instructions of the Lord. That's why they had their ghetto, because they didn't. They refused to get assimilated, or at least they tried to. And they wanted to stay together, and they wanted to keep, even though they knew that the fierce wrath of God had come upon them. And now they're, they have this opportunity to, to go back and to begin to rebuild and to begin to bring the presence of the Lord and the, the, the commandments of the Lord, the teachings of the Lord and begin once again to be strong and mighty in the Lord by pleasing Him and following Him, and He would be their God. And uh, so there was things that were in their lives that Ezra, the ready scribe, had to deal with. And he got them together, and he began to teach them, and he began to tell them the teachings of the Lord. And we do not want to lose the teachings of the Lord. And I want to pause right there and tell you that in the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul and another brother had come along and they were doing the business of the Lord and they were and telling people about his great mighty power of Jesus Christ. And in so doing, there was a, a fellow that had a pretty good position in the community. And as they began to witness to this fellow, the Bible said that there was a man that stepped up and he began to try to turn this man away from the faith that Paul and his partner were bringing to this man. And 
he began to just try to dissuade the man and tell him not to listen to them and they didn't need that and don't go that way and come on and go back with me and uh, the Bible said that the Apostle Paul looked on him and he began to rebuke him in the spirit and he began to call him a child of the devil and wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord he saw that spirit that was on that man and that was doing the wrong thing at that time and how it was hindering the work of God and coming against the presence of the Lord and what God's will was and God's mind was and God's thinking was until uh, the Bible said that the Apostle Paul absolutely called down blindness on him and that he, he just couldn't even see anymore. Let me tell for a season, let me tell you something. You want to realize that anything that's going to get between you and the presence of the Lord and the teaching of the Lord, you better identify that as a bad and evil spirit. Now that sounds very simple, but let me tell you, a lot of people never do register that. And they just accept things and they just, as the Bible said, get carried away with those things and they just lay down and play dead and let the enemy have his way. But your Bible said that you're to cast down those imaginations. The Bible gives you an example of casting out the devil. The Bible tells you to resist the devil. The Bible is telling you to build up yourself in the Holy Ghost and to use the weapons of your warfare that are mighty through God, that you could pull down the stronghold of the enemy. Nehemiah said, not Nehemiah, excuse me, Ezra. Ezra said, okay. He said, we're going to have a talk here, and we're going to, we're going to get rid of what's causing the problem here. We're going to put our finger on this thing. And he began to name the things that were wrong. And in naming the things that were wrong, they begin to nod their heads and they begin to agree. And then they, they, they agreed to the point that they said, we're going we're gonna to move this out. We're going to get rid of this. We're not going to have this anymore. We, we, it's a big sacrifice and it's, and it's going to affect, but we're going to do this because it's the right thing to do. And we're going to pray that the fierce anger of the Lord will not be upon us. And that because we will do the right thing and go with the teaching and the instruction of the Lord, that the, the hand of God will be upon us for good. And that God will bless us and keep us and encourage us and prosper us and multiply us and on and on all the good things that God does. You never want to allow anything that gets between you and the spiritual spirituality of God, the things of the church. You have to learn to recognize that quickly, that that is not a good thing and that is not of the Lord and God is not going to be pleased with that. You've got to recognize that quickly and you've got to deal with it. You've got to put your finger on it. You've got to identify it for what it is and you've got to make sure that it doesn't get its hooks into your flesh to where you start to desire that and want that and then you're going to have a battle on your hands. The quicker you realize what it is that's interfering here, bringing the static and the interference and the confusion and the fuss and the fight, that the quicker you're going to be able to defeat it. He said, come on now. You cast that down. You absolutely cast that out of your life. You stand up to the devil. You stand up to his words that bring bad imaginations. You stand up and you tell him, I'm going to rebuke you. I'm going to cast you down. I'm not going to let you push me around. I have the Holy Ghost. I'm baptized in Jesus' name. 
I am washed in his blood. I am a son of thunder and a daughter of lightning, if you please. I'm in the church, the body of Christ. You're not going to talk me out of it. You're not going to imagine me out of it. You're not going to pull me out of it. I am better and stronger than you because of God and because of his grace. You can remain standing. People that are that you see staggering along and they're dirty their, ro- their clothes are ragged and they've been out all night and they've been scratching around for some little rock to give them some little buzz and they have been involved in every kind of shameful thing and hor- horrific thing and they people that you see not just the obvious ones there are, there are millionaire celebrities that have died on sidewalks from overdoses There are people in this world that have lots of things in this world, only they have lost it because they lost their mind, because they went into depression or they became schizophrenic and bipolar and so many other spirits that entered into their lives, and they had no power. But Jesus said, I have given you all power over the power of the enemy. And and in a balanced way, you better remember who you are. I liked what Pastor Hopper preached this morning, who are you? Who are you better know that you've been called and what your calling is and that you're in the body of Christ. There is no greater privilege. There is no greater position. There is no greater calling than to be in the church and have the gift of God operate in your life and His grace is sufficient for any situation, whatever it might be. Whatever it might be. Everybody said praise the Lord. People that are throughout this world that feel inflated and so high and mighty when reality they're what do the books say they're, they're wretched and they're poor and they're miserable and he said you you need the gold that I'm giving you don't need all the bling of the world you need the gold that I'm giving and that gold goes on the inside that's Holy Ghost gold you need that let me tell you something. Them little trinkets are not going to protect you from all them devils that are going to come after your hide. It's going to be you being able to rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus Christ with power and with authority that's going to back that devil up. You're not going to swing some little thing in front of him and say, go away from me. That ain't going to work. You hear me? That's not going to work. And then we got people that are so position-oriented. I'm the president of the ladies' auxiliary. You get out of here, devil. All right, he's really going to run. You must be kidding. You must be joking. But when people put the emphasis in their mind on positions and titles, then that's what they're trusting in. And Ezra said, don't go after their wealth. Don't go after the things of the nations. Don't get involved with their abominations and their filthiness. Don't chase after what they put importance on. You put the emphasis on the Spirit. You put the emphasis on the teachings of Jesus Christ. You tell yourself, what I've got is great than what anybody's got and anybody could offer me. Amen. And I'll tell you, just like Pastor Hopper's carrot cake, there's a whole lot of folks who are looking at my carrot cake this morning. But you know, my carrot cake, you know, is kind of important to me, so I, I made sure it got home. I'm probably going to carve it up and bring it back for a, for a fundraiser because if not, I'm going to get fat for And, uh, But what I'm saying to you is if something that's important, you protect it. When something's important, you protect it. And, 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 you know, when the big 
ugly comes, you protect it from that. And when the little sweet daddy I thing comes, you protect it from that. Because the enemy will employ anything. Have you not read that we would finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might take unto you the whole armor of God? The reason we're going to do that, one of the reasons is because it's going to help us to withstand against the wiles of the devil, meaning the tricks. He will trick you right out of things that God has placed in your life. And you tell him, I'm not falling for your tricks. Okay? I'm not falling for your tricks. The only one that's going to fall is the one that's already fallen, and that's you, devil, because you're a fallen angel. You've been put out by the right and the power of God, and I'm going to help keep you out and call you what you are, a liar and the father of it, and I'm not going to entertain the things that you want to say to me, and I'm not letting you talk me out of nothing that God is giving me and promising me in time to come. I'm going to stay with God and his church and his power and his glory and his will for my life. Let's take a moment, lift our hearts with our hands and worship him. We've been deceived Come on now. by the devil too long. We're going to tear the devil's kingdom down. Yeah. And what he said was here. Yeah. 